All right, welcome back. <laughs> I just, <laughs> nice all right. Man. I know, I know. Did your best Matthew McConaughey impression? Yeah, I just said we shouldn't force oh. to start with a joke, and it said I forced it with a <laughs> with an all right. <laughs> he did that at the Oscars. Oh yeah, yeah. Never he mind. just went up and was like, "I'm just gonna do my all right, my all right." Nice. Everybody wants to hear it. I'm just gonna get it out of the way. So when I was watching that bit, and uh, you know, I had that huge beard. I think it's for some role. But someone on Reddit was like, oh, look, it's McConaughey doing his best hobo impression. Because <laughs> he had, like, the most disgusting... Yeah, he has a pretty puny beard. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a lot of the guys rattle the line between, like, being a great method actor and looking like a hobo. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, welcome to um, the... I think it's our sixth podcast, though. Oh, we've been on hiatus for a while. I know, for a while. We've like, been really busy. Trying to do any kind of creative... Well, like, first it was because we were trying to produce something yeah. in the creative fiction field. Well, I think we just both froze to death. Like, it was just too cold. February was, like, yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. It was cold. It was the coldest. It was hard. That was hard. Like, don't, we can't lie about that. Yeah. It was hard, like, to actually come up with stuff. No, I don't know. I think our topic was pretty good, like, the art. But it was the coldest record, the coldest February on record. Do you know that? Was it? In Toronto, yeah. It tied with 1884 or something like that. Um, but the average temperature was minus 12.4 or something like that degrees. And it never went above freezing, which is like the first time in a long time also that didn't happen. But apparently, I was listening to this one thing and someone said that um, it's incredible that we could tie a record from 1984 because now cities are these big like heat generation devices right like we have all this stuff in 1984 right. we had like a few horses and like 1984 know, 1884 1884 yeah yeah it was like, like some buggies or something right, right yeah yeah so just like true. to be able to be that cold in the city is crazy um you know what they say that globe is kind of getting a little warm <laughs> okay okay so this what will we talk about what do we? What was our topic? We gotta like get back into our flow. Hashtag art. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag art. Hashtag uh, Roger Ebert. Hashtag. <laughs> Why does art make you cringe? I don't know. It's just like I've gotten art. past the point of everybody talking about it in such a idealistic way, or just having such a reputation. Not a reputation. Well, because I think people like before was just didn't give as much of a shit about it. Now it's like this whole. No, I don't know. That's no, that's false. That's it. false. Yeah, People yeah. like yeah, kings commissioned like paintings of themselves. Yeah, that was fucked. That'd be sick. I want a painting of me. Like, just well, that's like, the that's the only way you'd have a photograph of you, right? Your existence could be yeah. recorded. Yeah, it was by having a painting. Yeah, uh, if I had a time machine, one thing like you could troll people from like the 16th century and start a painting company call it like Instagram or something like that just so like 500 years later people like what, that's what the you hell do. that's what you do <laughs> yeah. how did they you. how did they have a thing called Instagram that just made like weird sepia toned paintings <laughs> of people <laughs> that's too creepy <laughs> that'd be good if you had a time machine just don't take advantage of like money making schemes no, or anything no, just no, go no. back and like, just really subtly mess with people or or like maybe like do something money-wise, um, just enough so you're good, you know, and then after, like, you get to, like, just fuck around. I, I think any kind of ideas for stories that involve, ta- like, any time travel or anything in the relation of moving forward in time or backward in time, you have to 
bypass like the science of it. Like it just either you go completely extreme. Like there's um, there's that one movie, I forgot what it is, but it, it went like there's like a, entire essays devoted to explaining that movie. It's called not Looper, Prime. Oh, Primer, Primer. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but like there's. I yeah. saw it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck. Read some stuff, and I was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's insane. So either you go that extreme, yeah. or you go to the extreme of like, oh yeah, there's just this like light flick, and you say a date, and you go back, and you people don't have to worry about it. Just assume it works. There's no paradoxes. Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Sure, that's a good example. There's another one about um, uh, with. With the with the guy Harry no Ron's oldest brother he's in it like uh, from Harry Potter yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's only one Ron in the world <laughs> yeah yeah essentially um, I forgot what it's called but anyways yeah yeah so was, art art what do we how do we even start this I think iguanas and art was my first topic um, yeah how did you start it I think I said uh, I, I compared art to sports. Um, I don't know. Do you remember that? Like what? And then art and science. And basically, I uh, I asked you about how you felt in terms of um, is art. Uh, how, how should we talk about art? No, you didn't talk about how we should talk about art. It was comparing art and science. Or sorry, art and sports in the way that you have art galleries as Olympics. Like you showcase arts right. in the sense that there's amateur artists in that way. And is there some sort of meritocracy there or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I was saying is that like, um, uh, we also art is disproportionately like the amount of money we pay to famous artists versus like just some random Joe is similar to sports, right? Like you, it's huge exponential growth once you get to like, some be like a famous superstar in art or sports. Um, and I also talked about science in terms of, um, well, I, I guess I just contrasted it with science, uh, with, you know, sort of that cliche objective versus subjective experience. Right. Um, and I asked, I th- oh yeah, that, this is the main question was, do certain cultures place more value on, on one or the other? And so, so let's talk about that. How do we actually start with the cultural thing? Cause that's, that's interesting. Because um, you tell your story. What's what's what's? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. What what I is mean, it like, about your? It's weird though, because like we have Bollywood. Like I'm Indian. Wait, wait, wait. The backup. Like what? Yeah, go. You're yeah, Indian. sorry. I'm, I'm like two thoughts ahead. But yeah, Indian culture. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard the cliche, if not from Harold and Kumar, from their you know Indian stoner friend of some sort, that you know you got to be a doctor or an engineer. Yeah. Your or a lawyer. Or Actually, like, there's less lawyers, I feel like. There are less lawyers, but, like, that's still good. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag professional school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, like, getting into the arts is, like, frowned upon. Yeah. Like, completely, like, you're, you know, an idiot if you're going to the arts. I mean, it's moving. It's changing once, like, more people are coming to, you know, accept global culture and get away from that. But that's still part of, at least that was the environment that I grew up in. Versus, like, you know, art as it's exposed to in France, you, like France, like treats it as like the only meaningful thing. Like that's, well, I don't know. You didn't grow up in France. Right? I think that's a well, I mean, like the cliche of it, yeah. like the cliche of India is that like, it's not all true that, but like the cliche, the cliche is the cliche for a reason. Like there's right. enough there's some of truth, a, some nugget, yeah, some, some truth nugget. in it. 
to get to that point. Right, right. Um, so, like, what is it but about... like, Bollywood isn't even, like, good. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. It's just, like, money-making bullshit. I don't... Like... <sighs> That's a whole can of worms there. Like, wh- how can you make the same movie over and over again? It's not even the same movie. It's the genre. Like, you you can make musicals. You can make that the defining portion of your culture. Sure. But why do you have to make 99.999% of your... Not, not even, like, 90%. Yeah. Like, 99%. All of them has to have a song and dance. There has to be some filmmakers there maybe i'm not exposed to it as much maybe there are but like at least some even mainstream movies like like some not in just more than one like i can think of one in my head but i've also gone on a boycott so maybe there are more yeah yeah. uh but yeah it's just ridiculous like why i don't get it i mean that's part of the cultural difference like you got to be more open-minded than i am being right now but like a lot of the like i've asked people who you know, obviously grew up in India and lived or even lived there. No, not lived there now, but it's just something to do. Like you, it's like almost a background thing. Like you go to the movies, yeah, you watch it, you talk, but like, it's just a thing. It's not as, as much of a, oh my God, this is like, you're not captivated by the movie. You're not like, yeah, or it isn't as captivating as like a visual painting is, as an art form. Like it's not. I don't think people treat it like telling a story in that way uh, or telling a story through. So is it just because like the, everyone wants to have like a fun time at the movies? Like it's sort of like a, it's like yeah, glorified just like Disney. You want to see color, you know, colorful stuff. Yeah, so it's glorified like, Disney. Like it's just like. dance. Yeah. It's like Elsa just like over and over hey, again. Hey, don't talk shit about Elsa. Man. I'm not talking shit about Elsa. Elsa's don't great. Don't think about talking shit about Elsa. <laughs> seen that so many do, times. Do, the, the amount of money that Disney like hit a jackpot with Elsa. Like it was yeah. just. It's that, because it's they like, went. It went through true love, not through a dude, but through us. You know, your sister. Yeah. Right. Like that was like. I oh. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. No spoilers. You haven't seen it. No. Oh, I just spoiled the entire movie for you. Uh, <laughs> That's like the thesis of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, came out the times, bro. I've seen that movie. I know. I know. I've seen like I know like for the first time in forever. You know all the songs. <laughs> That's good. And I know, like that weird the the John Travolta thing with the with the singer and shit from the Oscars. You know, he like mispronounced her name or something, and then he held her face. Do you remember that? John Travolta. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so creepy. Yeah, Man, I feel it, bad it, for Travolta. Adina Menzel, but he said like said blah blah. Sabrina, yeah. Sabrina Mandel, yeah. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> What was funnier was Terrence Howard, man. You see, like he actually, yeah, he, he didn't know what, he couldn't read. Well, he's like, and he, he wanted to, to go off, like he didn't want to memorize his. Li- oh, sorry, he wanted to memorize his lines, and he didn't want to just read them out loud. And then he completely forgot, <laughs> <laughs> and then he couldn't see the prompter or something. Oh man, those kind of cringe moments are hilarious because, like, we were we were at a conference yesterday, and and remember that guy who like stood up. And just couldn't remember his question, and then like started fiddling around. Were you there? Oh, you might have left at that point. Oh, was my it God. like the last one? I, I think it was one of the last oh, okay. panels. There's this guy who stood up, and he he, he was good at the intro. He's like, "Hey, I'm like this guy from McGill, um, and my question is," and then he just blanked, and then he's like, oh, "Okay, one second. and it looked like he had something written down. So he like opens up like his his paper or whatever, and there's like he can't find it, and he's like, "Uh." Uh, and just like awkward silence for like literally 15 seconds and everyone was just kind of like looking down 
And then he's like, oh my god, this is really bad. Okay, um, he said that. He's like, this is bad. That's probably better than, like, not saying anything. Well, like, I just wanted people to start, like, laughing or something. Like, anything to break the tension. And then eventually he, like, got some question out that wasn't really coherent. You know, he, like, but yeah, people yeah, just, just felt bad for him at that point. They were like, oh, cool, all right, interesting question. Like, and whatever. But even at the Oscars, shit like that happens with, yeah. like, people trying to do stupid stuff. That's why I love the Golden Globe, though, like, everyone's drunk and it's just like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's just an excuse to, like, see people do random crap. Oscars is the only one that I guess people take really seriously. Like, nobody takes the Grammy seriously, like, really. Oh, and, and music is, like, on a scale of subjectivity higher than, I think, film is, to yeah. some degree. But, uh... No, I mean, that's... I don't think... I don't agree with that. I think there's... They're both really subjective. It's just, for some reason... Grammys have turned into, like, some... The Oscars still try to, like, showcase small, like, you know, films. And, and, and I think there's a bit more of a sense that, you know, the best films actually win. Whereas the Grammys just openly now, it's just, like, a masturbatory thing for the industry. Like, the biggest... No, I, I disagree. Because I think when you can... <clears throat> when you can have more objectivity to it, like, more relatively, like... How can you have more objectivity with So film? let me let me make a point. Okay. Uh, with visual art, for example, you can be technically gifted. Like you can copy a same painting of a girl. Yeah, right? same with music. Lots sure. Of people, yeah. But you can judge that more objectively on that sense rather than like what it's trying to say, which is the more subjective part of the art experience. So, you're so I think you can do that a little bit better with movies than you can with music. I don't follow. Because it's... Like, it, why would you... How would that, like, let you rank things easier? Like, there's still so many complexities. Like, you can, you can... Like, stories are easier to rate on whether they're good or bad versus random lyrics or, like, you know, songs that are just, like, do you like it or do you not? Like, there's no... You can say, yeah, this story was really good because they brought this character out in this way... And, you know, this evolved, this type of filmmaking from this or this technical but I think you can cinematography shot. You can do the same that. thing in music. People just don't do it. There's, there's Sure, like, then that's that's the reason. There yeah. you go, people. That's part yeah. of the culture of that art. And they don't yeah. do it. So there's like a hook. That's more and to like my a, point. And a nice like lead in and whatever. There's like a whole bunch of things. And like if you can study classical music, it's like, it's all about the structure and how like people like, you know, Beethoven rebelled against the structure. And people are like, what? You can't repeat that stanza. You're insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think classical music is in a whole different realm. Though. We're talking about more, but this is this is I think also very very. Like, uh, obviously, I'm not saying that it's like objective and subjective. It's not a dichotomy. I'm trying to. I'm saying more or less, it is a little bit easier to somewhat make I think stronger I... arguments for one being better than the other. It's still hard to say. Like you still have to enjoy something. You still have you know a context that you're enjoying the art form from you're not losing that context if your point was like some sort of chicken noodle soup you've added so much water to it i can barely taste any flavor <laughs> there <laughs> well, might be good. some flavor in there I, I i'm proud that that's part of my nature because i think that's lacking in society you know pretty much you gotta take these 100 things for granted but like here's my point <laughs> Just in in all of that, in there, there's something. maybe somewhat you can say this, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your thought on that? You disagree? Oh, you idiot! What about these hundred things I just told you about? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so that so India. So actually, let, let me try to good segue. Yeah, let's. So let's, India, it's a good country. Get back to it. Um, let's segue on like the note of terrible segues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of terrible segues, India. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking about Russian culture and whether so in Russian culture in Soviet culture there's a huge appreciation of uh, poets and writers, artists uh, less so, but. Uh, like uh, musicians also and, and composers and stuff like that, that was, I think, almost forced into the culture because like Stalin and a bunch of different people were really wanted that to be like something that they did better than the West. Like we have this really like high art, high culture. And so um, it's, it, it's really is part of it. Like you, you, although like, I don't know about the respect, that's really hard to gauge. Like, you know, is that like something that people really accept that you do? Uh, it's tough to say, especially because some people, you know, that was something that uh, it's like a position that was given to you almost. Like you just said, I, I'm doing art and it's it's not like you, it's not a meritocracy, but it's just like you just chose that path and now you're an artist and you you have to produce things. Really? So you, you, if you were an art, they assigned you to be a poet? No, no, it's not quite like that. But or it's, like did they do that in their free time? No, but it was more like um, if you like you you wouldn't seek funding for a particular book or something like that. You would like if you chose that path. Um, I don't know the details, so I shouldn't screw this up. But it, it wasn't like someone said like from birth you were like you know the sorting hat was put on you and you're like you're a poet. But it's it's more like if if you chose that path and you um, go the artistic way, the, the society is set up such that you could. Um, be provided a salary without you actually having to justify your. I don't know if that's true. Maybe we, we shouldn't talk about this. Google it after. There's probably some Soviet guy listening to this saying like that's all bullshit. <laughs> I'm like a starving artist. And... Anyways, I think there is probably a, 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 a whether it's forced into the culture or not. There is a greater appreciation for that. Um, but a lot of people like respect that, and, and I think that's also a something they compare themselves to the West. So it's like. A lot of Russians will be like, oh, the U.S. doesn't have nearly as many great writers as Russia, right? So it's like a point of pride. Mm-hmm. Whereas for India, it's not like no one talks about Bollywood as like, the, the U.S. doesn't have do. the best musicals. Maybe that, they do. Do they do that? No, I don't know. <laughs> I know about it as much as you do at this point. Yeah. Um, we moved on to talk about recommendations. That's yeah. what you were talking about. Well, first we, we mentioned Pulpy Goodness, which I think we should highlight. What was Pulpy Goodness about? It was just like we missed we missed uh, our never from concentrate and what are you pul- talking about our pulpy goodness. You said I missed this pulpy goodness literally. That's oh okay. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> did I say that? Oh, I did say that. I see it right now. Um, oh yeah. Another thing I, I, I just looking at it now. Another thing I mentioned was where art play like what art plays in my life. I think I only realized this. We talked about this before, too. I only realized this, I guess, fairly recently. It's not necessarily art, but pursuing art is... So, I realized... I don't know the meaning of anything. And I probably realized that a long time ago. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Damn. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, hashtag spoiler. <laughs> but... That doesn't matter. Like, it's... Hashtag about, deep. Yeah, hashtag deep. I should get into a deeper voice. <laughs> yeah. Kind of talk a little bit slowly. That doesn't matter. In a world. Uh, Where Ratchet knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
end of podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but it's pursuing the moments that you don't ask the question of why. You don't care to ask that question of why. And it's not necessarily art, I realize, that are about those moments. It's things that are beautiful or you find beautiful. Like you can find you know, a girl walking down the street beautiful, a thunderstorm at night, you know, Valentine's in a hoodie. Maybe some people I don't personally. Sorry, Valentine. No, you're beautiful. I'm telling you, you are. Um, but art is something that you can produce or you can appreciate that takes a little bit more effort to produce that beauty. Some, there's natural beauty. There's beauty that takes significant effort. But it's all about those moments that make you forget. And to me, I would want to pursue things in my life that I can showcase for myself that I forget or give that feeling to other people. Yeah. Right? And that's that's why I think I, in like even the last year, I revere people who actually go through with that and make that decision to do it for those reasons. Not everybody does it for those kind of reasons, but and that's an important thing. And I respect them for that too. And I respect, I think I revere artists a lot more in the past for those, for that reasons. Cause you don't, you, you can't get anything else that, that makes you feel like you don't give a crap. You're just in that moment. Right. Yeah. I think it's a reaction to so many external, um, sort of, uh, stepping stones and, and, and goals and things that, that you grow up with, right? Like there's all these things that it, it's not really because you want it, but it's because you've grown up with that idea of like, this is what society expects. And this is what, like, there's no other thing I can do. This is what I should do. I have to like graduate middle school and I have to graduate high school. And it's all these, like the, the reason why it's meaningful is because while well, someone else has told you this is meaningful and you know, there's going to be some award or something given to you. Whereas all of this that you're talking about is is basically, you, I, I think, you and I and, and people trying to find an internal meaning for things, right? It's not like it's you're sort of rebelling against that whole, I don't need you to tell me that this is good or bad or whatever. Like I'm doing this because I find it, a, you know, a pleasant experience or I find it somehow um, the thing I want to do or I want to experience and I don't need that external uh, validation. Well, I, I think that you kind of just get lost in that external validation when you grow up. You don't... Yeah, exactly. Like, everything is about, like, people saying, good job, or, like, don't do that, or, or like, you got to study, or you got to, you know, stop doing this, or... Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's, the, it's the point more that when you realize that external validation doesn't mean anything, or you don't, you find... Or there's none anymore. Or like, there's none. You yeah. grow up or you don't care like, about it or whatever yeah. it is. Or there's just... You, you basically exhausted all of the expected things and now it's like up to you to find what you want to do next. Right. And it's... I mean, that's... I don't know. I don't know how... Like, it's difficult also for people who can't... Like, what if you suck at art? <laughs> like, just... Like that's always like, what if you can't do it anymore? Like it's a weird. Well, that's the thing that I think that comes back. Or to you me. get into a place in your mind where you just can't think about that anymore. Like when you get, I don't know. It, what, it, what do you mean? Like just because you suck at art doesn't mean you can't like appreciate art or, you, or it's not something yeah. for for you. Like it's, uh, I think it goes back to the idea. It, it's you know, so Indian culture, let's work this in, um, or like Hinduism in terms of uh, like the caste system and certain people are say like are um, born to do something right mm -hmm. there. That's their goal. I, I, I don't know just because you su say you suck at art and it, is that your fault? 
this comes back to our free will thing too. It's like, what, like, is that your fault? Can you, what if you just want to, you want to just draw shitty pictures for the rest of your life and. Well, you can make some child happy maybe with your shitty yeah, pictures. Yeah, right? Like you yeah. can always find something in there and like who's to say that maybe you're like the best coder in the world, but you just don't want to do that or you don't want to. Are you actually letting some something down like you or some other people if you just decide to be a really shitty artist because that's. No, no well, I guess that's, we're, we're, well, like it doesn't like the point. I guess is it doesn't matter. Like you just want to want to pursue those moments where it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you're letting somebody down, you're letting yourself down, or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just about those moments where okay, like who, who, yeah. you're not even this conversation doesn't even happen in your mind. You're just there with that, you know, that song, and you're nothing else is there other than like you listening to that song, closing your eyes, whatever it is, right? You're lost in that moment. I think that's, that's like so people somewhat even experience that without realizing it. People who are probably happier, quote unquote, whatever that means, do that more often than they realize. Like, you know, lose yourself in the wind of the breeze well, by the ocean. Ignorance right? is bliss. It's that right. whole thing of like the, the least, like if you can just focus yourself on, on being in the moment, you know, and it, and for it, if that's a conscious thing that you work on or if that's just something you're born with and you, you know, you don't tend to wander and analyze everything. I think, yeah, maybe both of us have that like inherent sort of, we're jealous of that, right? Cause you can, you want to be that person who's like totally can sort of, you know, lost in this, it's some romantic ideal. Of, we, we meta analyze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's analysis on every level. Oh, I'm in the moment right now. Sick. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's when you don't, when you realize there is, there's no, you can't find that meaning or that answer. But like some people obviously who've, you know, accepted there is spaghetti monster in the cloud that I'm, you know, I'm not to put them down, but like there's this person that I Pasta believe. Pasta monster. Pasta. Like, that's, that's the technical, technical term. term that I, my apologies guys. <laughs> but if, if you haven't, if you don't know that it's, I think that was the biggest thing. Just stop asking that question of why and just like, that's a, irrelevant question yeah. like it just steered here yeah i think the, the the best thing you can say is like you know when mountaineers or people climb they say like why are you climbing everest like you could die uh -huh. and then it's like the, that cliche standard answer like because it is there yeah. you know it's like fuck you i don't care i'm doing this because it's you know it's there and it's a challenge and i want to do it and that's all you need it's like because it is there why yeah. are you yeah yeah anyway so uh that was where we we're deep into um the trenches of the meaning of life um or lack thereof or lack thereof which in, in itself might be the meaning um so then we talked about recommendations and seinfeld so so, seinfeld, so like talking about art that's what we yes. kind of moved on like how do you as a critic how do you talk about art how do you, like you know as everybody's a critic to some degree how do you recommend that art to somebody yeah, is there a proper way to do that yeah, exactly, because it's so, in, like we just talked about how it's so internal, right? There's no external things. You can just enjoy something because you enjoy it. So then how can you even communicate that? Like how, is there any use to communicating your internal feelings about it? Um, and so one of the things we talked about was Seinfeld, which is something that uh, for me was, um, uh, well, I think in general it's a pretty good example because it's by their own admission, it's a show that is about nothing. Um, and, uh, some people love it. Some people are whatever about it. And so how can you, uh, really describe that? Um, you know, how can you recommend Seinfeld to somebody? That's how we sort of started talking about, um, 
recommendations and critics of particular forms of art. To jump to the end of what you, your point that you brought up, which I think is great, brilliant, it's Valentine. Um, I will, come closer I'm not to being sarcastic in that. Come like, closer to the mic. Say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> I want you Chakrawarti. No, which is, I mean, it gets back to the B word, the balance, but it essentially is you, when you're recommending something as a critic, you need to strike a balance between contextualizing what the art form is, if it's Seinfeld, like giving some, I guess, journalistic, very vague sense of what it is, but drawing an opinion to some degree. So you give, but you give enough room for people to draw their own opinion. So, and I think you brought one point, like one-sided opinionated pieces that, you know, a lot of critics make are entertainment. That's what they should be treated as. Like, that's not a necessarily a good way to recommend something to somebody or to even give give uh i guess it's more to like what a critic would do for a bigger audience like it's not i don't think it's a good tactic as a critic i think you can have your opinion pieces and that be your opinion and as entertainment but i think that's what it comes down to and that's like what my point before that was about expectations and like that's part of setting expectations like contextualizing generally having a you know a slight opinion but not and that doesn't kind of wobble with expectations and your your context of that experience. Yeah, and like Boyhood, for example, like people way, 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 way like judge that movie like to some different realm of it being great, and that really made me not enjoy. It. Like I had some crazy ass expectations. I think the same thing happened to me with Godfather. Yeah. I was just like, everyone was like, this is the best movie ever made, ever, period. Sometimes though, like when you have crazy expectations and they're met, then it's even, then it's even better. I actually had, I had that, you know, this is terrible. This is like, you know, probably 16 year old me, but I had that with Dark Knight. Yeah. Everyone was like, this is amazing. I was like, it's not going to be that good. And then, I mean, yeah, it's over the top. And some people are like, it's, you're just setting up these like moral conundrums to make it all like, whoa. But like, I was so enthralled. I was like, holy shit. Are they going to blow it up? Are they going to blow it up? What the fuck? Yeah. It's like my. Well, that was part of your context. You were a 16 year old, like, you know, Batman loving kid. Yeah. Who's like introduced to like moral gray areas. But I, yeah, and that whole like, the way Christopher Nolan has that sort of uh, visual. Uh, you know, his color palette where it's all like kind of dark and and uh, bluey and stuff like that. It's not, I, I yeah, I love that whole thing. But anyways, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, so you just said uh, this expectations and I actually tried to re- refute that point a little bit because I said, you know, expectations are something that you can't get away from. Um, and perhaps this is also a balanced thing. Like it's not, you you know we can bleep that out later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um that'd be hilarious if that was like, if that was like a common thing of ours every time he said balance like, is bleep we can say the f the fucking shittiest fuck fuck balance yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like uh, you can't get away from um certain types of expectations right like you you just you there's points in your life you you might enjoy certain things or there's all this other context and like someone telling you that something's amazing it's just another piece of of context so is that really something that like so are you saying boy okay let's let's talk about boyhood specifically if you didn't hear anything about that would you 
like anything about whether it's good or bad, would you enjoy it more? And if you did enjoy it more, does that say more about you than it does about the movie or like what? I think it's about enjoying it more. I think it, it clouded my experience of it. Why though? I don't know. I was, I, it just happened. I, I can't tell you a good reason. It just, I was like, I was expecting it to be more meaningful. The people said they were moved by it and I was waiting to be moved and I was never <laughs> moved. It was more cringing at his acting, which I didn't really find exciting. And all the I moments disagree. that they... I disagree with that. Well, I that's the, fine. I thought the acting even was the moments, okay. Even the moments nice. that they chose were... Like, I, I like Richard Linklater and like him talking about, I guess, mundane on paper moments that are the moments of life that are beautiful. Like those conversations you just have about nothing and everything. But I, I mean, there was just, there wasn't anything that really not blew me away. I wasn't expecting to be blown away, but it just was whatever. Like it didn't move me in any way at all. Like I just was waiting for, I guess more, in, not even more insightful, more interesting conversation or more, like something to happen at least like so maybe maybe here's the thing this not is, even something to happen I, I take that back because like I love his before series like when they just have a conversation and they talk about things but I think there's more artful flow into that story like there was the story of their conversation there there was you know they went into some tropes they came back and they talked about this and that they had some I don't know there's some excitement there you're just like ma so maybe maybe what it is is that there's no such thing as absolute criticism like you can't in a vacuum it's very hard to form um, some sort of opinion and we always base our opinions relative to something else so if you're basing your opinion relative to um, you know these extremely high expectations um, we're just you're just naturally going to be more disappointed because you know that's you have some image in your mind yeah, that's why. That's why I think in the so I'm not saying context is everything. Context colors your experience of any kind of art. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's that's not it's something to embrace rather than like shy away from. I think that's something great. Like that's why wine connoisseurs talk about embracing the fact that you the knowledge of where the wine comes from is your part of your experience of enjoying that that glass of wine. Right, right. right. You know, in any number of different um, connoisseurs of Scotch, blah blah blah. It's about setting the right context or not even like better context. You can color different ways uh, or different things in different ways, but some you can argue are better than others. Like you don't want to tell somebody that this is going to be the best thing ever because like clearly that gets into the back of your mind. That happens to lots of people. Like that's a part of bad contextualization. Like what you were talking about afterwards is a good way to contextualize. Leave it open-ended to some degree. Maybe give an opinion here and there because you relate to that person in that respect. You really like basketball. Oh, this movie's about basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you, that's a better way to to clarify that. Like a trailer is a lot. A lot of time, just give away the whole plot. Like you know that context of like knowing what the movie is about or knowing a spoiler ruins part of the experience of the art. Because some some people like it's that concept of you know some people like if you go out for a run some people like to just improv and like just take some turns and you know they'll figure it out other people hate that they want to have a map they want to know where their turns are and they that's part of their enjoyment even though you know they might see new things they still want to make sure that well it also depends like like you know before sunset for example like i can tell you they walk from here and they go to there that's that yeah. part. If it's it not, doesn't if, matter. It's like if it's, it's not plot driven, then of course yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 So, but I, that's you know the right contextualization there. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, but the trailer's just, not going to be like, 
in a movie where plot doesn't matter. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. an hour and a half of conversations. <laughs> you know, there's like five of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, have you seen the In a World? Like, I think it's called In a World. I think documentary. I, I, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the the over the voice actors that yeah. do all these things. The guy, um, if you see, um, uh, what's that one? Trailers, like real trailers, or um, uh, what's that one series on YouTube called? Where it's like honest trailers. Honest trailers. Yeah, that guy is really good too. The over guy, yeah, yeah. the sound. Okay, that'd be such a like sweet gig. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be so boring. Like you, yeah. like you just say the same I say thing. Because like you just, I just want to get money out of the equation. You just <laughs> do what you want. You know. Did you see what Larry Sanders said? No. You know Larry Sanders in the NBA? No. Who's Larry Sanders? He quit. Like he was for the Milwaukee Bucks. He played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Signed like a thirteen million dollar contract. And yeah, he quit. Like he just said he can't deal with. He's not passionate about basketball. He kind of goes through some depression or disorders and uh not disorders but like he goes through depression or has some you know mental disorders and just said no yeah i'm not gonna play basketball anymore and he quit no and now he's just 13 million dollars <laughs> he does whatever he wants wait no no no. you can't if you just quit like that you don't get paid i That's think he's still getting paid there's some there's some he's getting paid okay. i don't know the exact legal thing is that's part of the discussion that everybody's had around that whole situation was that he's still getting paid right um i mean like i can understand why he's going maybe it's crazy to think that some people don't want to play professional sports but like sure fair enough but now he can just do whatever he wants he wants to pursue art i mean part of it is you know motivation is he actually gonna do it but that'd be nice be a voiceover actor and just Work on your own projects. That's basically so. We've come to the conclusion that the ideal job in the world is voiceover actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or uh, a phony kind of voice. Anyways, I think well, let's wrap it up. Um, what's our next topic going to be? Science. We're like the Stephen King of endings. Did you end it? <laughs>